Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, we will be talking with Linda Crum, Executive Director of the Otter Cares Foundation. As Executive Director, Linda is passionate about creating connections that inspire the next generation to be givers, doers, and makers. Otter Cares believes one young and inspired mind can change the world. The foundation inspires students to become entrepreneurs and philanthropists who create lasting and impactful change in their communities. Linda works to build and create relationships locally and nationally that focus on the strategic growth and impact of their mission and inspires administrators, teachers, and students in our communities and around the world. Tell me a little bit more about who you are, first of all, as executive director, and then maybe how you stepped into this role with Otter Cares Foundation. Right. So I'm probably your most non-traditional executive director you'll find in an organization. My real background was that I was a collegiate volleyball coach. So, you know, for me, it's kind of what I would say when people say, who are you? It's to me, I'm a connector, I'm a mentor, I'm a coach. Those are more the things that I think. And I think it really equates a lot into what happens in the role of executive director when you're in that setting, you know, because that's really what you're doing. You know, you're a connector, you're mentoring, you're trying to increase impact. How did you get involved with the Otter Cares Foundation? I was in nonprofit work as an executive director, and I'd done that role for probably the last four or five years, kind of as I shifted out of coaching into that model. And for me, the opportunity opened at Otter Cares and just looked at the position and applied for it and went after it. And how long ago was this? April of last year. How long has the foundation been going and running. Mm -hmm. In 2009, the foundation was established and really became operational in the fall of 2010. Tell me a little bit more about the foundation. What do you guys do? I know you Mm -hmm. had talked about it being a little bit different as a a nonprofit and how it works with maybe Otter Box Mm -hmm. and, and the actual company. So talk to me a little bit more about that. Right. So we are a private family foundation, and we are the corporate foundation of Otter Products. So really in 2009, Kurt and Nancy Richardson had the vision to say, we have so much and have been given so much that we want to give back. It's really who we are. It's really what we want our company to be about. And Nancy really visioned the foundation to be this community difference maker, to be something that was a part of the community that left our community better than it was before. And that was really the whole startup behind the foundation. It's so unique in that 
our company mission at Auto Products is we grow to give, which is a very purposed mission for a company that makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And it's such an unusual mission statement. And I think you see that come to life because we are one facet of that we grow to give. We represent that giving piece, the granting piece. And we really do that in a couple of different ways. We give grants to different nonprofits that are trying to hold fundraising events. And we want to walk alongside them and increase their impact so they don't have to use their actual dollars to host that event. So that's a piece of what we do, which is unique. The other piece is really targeted to K through 12 education and really inspiring sort of that next generation of givers and doers and makers. And it kind of falls around philanthropy and entrepreneurship, which is really the heart of the auto product story. Kurt's an entrepreneur. He was the kid that didn't fit in school and just really went out and forged a path and pursued his passion. And during their journey, there were a lot of hard times, a lot of rough days. And somebody left four bags of groceries on their doorstep at the point where they were in the most need. And it just really transformed Nancy's heart to say, you know, I'm going to give back and make a difference. I know how that made me feel. I want to keep and continue to make people feel that way. And that's really the core foundation of the company and really a big piece of what we do. And then diving into kids to say, hey, you know what? It's such a social emotional piece for kids to feel like they have value and be empowered to be a giver, to also know that their ideas can forge into something that becomes a big idea. And so that's really what we strive to inspire. So you're saying it started from four bags of groceries. It really <laughs> is a big piece of it. Wow. You know, it's who... A simple act. You know, it was someone that took the time to notice a need and use their time and their treasure to go out and change someone's life or impact someone's life. And that's really what we're hoping for, not only with that piece of us as a foundation, but also in our employees. So as a company, our employees get 24 hours of volunteer time off every year. And we're a part of engaging them to make a difference. And some people grow up being philanthropic. Some people, you know, see it as giving money. And some people know that it's just making a difference someplace with your time. It could be cleaning things. It could be, you know, mentoring someone. It could look all different ways, but we all have time that we can give. And so that's something that we really try to connect our employees to is, hey, here's this time that you've been given. It's a gift to you. Use it to change somebody else or some other organization or a school or whatever it looks like in the area that you are passionate about. I love that. So you give them time off, but paid. Correct. And Do they have to come back and share something? Because I feel that sometimes people don't get out there and give back because they don't know where to find Mm -hmm. things or maybe they haven't stopped life to figure out what's important to them and try to find something that would fill their hearts. Do you also provide opportunities for them to get connected to environments and to projects that might be going on or is it just a blanket here's your 24 hours, you know, make sure you spend it. And do they come back and they share with other employees what they've done? Right. So, you know, some people have been givers 
because that's the environment they came from. Maybe their family was, that's how they operated. But a lot of people, they just haven't really been exposed to that idea. And so even right in the first part of an employee coming into the company in our employee orientation, we really talk about connecting to that thing that really moves your heart. And so we actually are a piece of that orientation where we're saying, hey, here's an opportunity you're going to be given. It's really about what stirs your heart. And then if you're into outdoor, if you're really passionate about homeless or animals, figure out what the need is that you feel like you want to go after and run after, and we can help connect you to those opportunities. So we send out volunteer opportunities and we'll have people sign up for those and use their VTO. And we don't require them to report anything back, but we get plenty of impact stories. Mm -hmm. And really what we find is the overarching goal is Yes, they're going to go out and they're going to connect to something and make a difference. But what we find is that they're the one that is transformed. You know, as the giver, you're always the one that gets more benefit from it than the actual organization. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we see. And, you know, it's a part of our company because we know we get the most out of people because they feel their value and they feel that connectiveness and they feel like they're a part of something Mm -hmm. bigger. So when you figure globally, there's 1,200 people being allowed to go out and make a difference, you know, it's exciting for us. That's a big core of what we are in that. We grow to give. I'm just thinking in this interview process, the job offer process, or the orientation, has anybody stopped short and said, wait, what? What are you giving me? Seriously? You know, and it's funny because when people come into interview, this conversation is a part of that process. We have ambassadors for our foundation. So we're the Otter Cares Foundation and we have employee ambassadors and they meet with people on interviews and they'll talk about what we are, why we exist, what the value is, you know, what it means to our company, how it connects us. And it is a reason why people choose to be in a company like that. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And when you see that exponential effect of our employees going out and making a difference. And again, on that employee piece, we want them to find what is in their heart Mm -hmm. as the thing that connects to them. And we want them to go hard and fast after it and know, hey, even if you just have time, it makes a difference. If there's a skill, we have so many opportunities that relate to something that they're brilliant with that organizations need. It might be finance on a board for a nonprofit. It might be mentoring with a student who's really trying to work on a special capstone project in a school But it's that connection and difference for that kid that really makes a difference. So it's really unique and it's really fun to watch how it changes people. So let's talk about kids in school. And I've noticed on your website that you have curriculum for different ages. Mm -hmm. How does that work? How does a school get involved? Is it the teacher that gets involved? Do you have to get the whole school involved? Mm -hmm. How does that work getting some of the curriculum that I feel that you folks have put together for philanthropy and entrepreneurship. 
into the schools. Right. So we have a curriculum tool, I'll call it. It can be used as a curriculum or a tool. You can make it as big or as small as you have the time to do in an elementary, middle, or high school classroom or group. It could be an activity group, an after-school club. However you want to apply it, it has application. And really the core of Project Heart is really having kids dive into understanding how to say those two words, first of all. And then second of all, just to really understand what that looks like, that that's not an older person who's been working forever, but it can connect to who they are now and they can make a difference now. And really Project Heart started out of this idea a teacher had at Lopez Elementary. And What happened is these teachers said, gosh, we have this student in our class who had some disability, needed respite care, had an opportunity to go to a respite summer camp for a week, but couldn't afford to do it. And so what the teachers did is, you know, right here in our classroom, we have a student like us who has a need and they really sort of developed this idea of how could we make a difference? And so it evolved into them actually putting that into content that, you know, a teacher can take and use as is it's tied to core standards And it's a free download off of our website. So it's really unique in that you can use it as it is. It's got all the videos and the core standards connected to it and the worksheets and everything that you might need. But at the same time, you can just pull bits and pieces from it. So it's a standing curriculum where people can use it. It's not where somebody from the Outer Cares Foundation has to go in and kind of teach this. It's something that is a resource for teachers and for schools. Correct. It's a tool that people can use. We've had it downloaded all over the U.S. We've had it downloaded globally in other countries. So for us, what we care about is we just want to inspire students to be givers and makers when they're young because there's so much research that shows when students are exposed to what it feels like to be that giver or empowered to be that maker, it's a lifelong effect. And, you know, we see those differences in them being a person who gives back all through their life. And that's really was the whole goal of this curriculum. So if somebody wants to use it, they can download it. We actually have a person on our staff who's an impact and education director. And so that person really just works with teachers. That person's a teacher themselves. And so they work with teachers to say, hey, what are you trying to do? What's your environment? It could be math class. It could be science class. It could be whatever class they're teaching or whatever club or group they're leading to say, how could we bring this into where we are or modify it? And that's the goal of that person is we want to make it an easy access. We want to make it something that people can take, use, and it has value and really changes students. Each of the levels for the age groups, it all teaches philanthropy and entrepreneurship. However, it is so that that age level can understand it. Is that correct? Correct. So at the high school level, it looks a little different. It might be little micro lessons. You know, they might not have enough time, but you might have a teacher that says every Friday, I want to bring in this micro lesson. And it might be something that where we focus on giving back on Friday, or it's, you know, make a difference Friday or whatever it is, however they want to creatively use it, it doesn't matter. But it's just some pieces that they can add in that over time, 
really sort of shifts it again. Anything you do over and over again creates a culture, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just that consistency of bringing it to top of mind, people constantly bumping into it, that really starts to impact them in a way that they say, hmm, this must be important. This must be, you know, and it starts to impact them in different ways. Okay, so I'm going to get a little personal because I'm curious, but you're a mom, right? Correct. Uh, Two? I have three daughters. Oh, three girls. Okay. I was going to say two girls (laughs) or three girls. Okay. You know, with their ages and how you're involved in nonprofit work, what have they done? Have you gotten them involved? Are they interested just automatically because they watch you? And if so, did you feel it was important to expose them to this part early on in their lives? I'm a typical mom, right? With typical kids who, of course, you know, when you really are passionate about something, your kids probably want to run the opposite way. (laughs) So it's normal. (laughs) You know, I think one of the things is we're a pretty faith-based family. So it's always been a big part of who we are. And one of the things that I think an early on thing that happened is you'll see people sitting around on street corners or with different signs. And often we're in a church where people will talk about that. And one of the things right away that happened is my kids started to notice, do you think that person really needs something? And so there's just those moments where they ask questions and you're saying, well, I don't know, why would they say, you know, and you're just really kind of dissecting that. And so we as a family early on just kind of started making these little brown bags and they had real things that would feel real needs in them. So it had some protein, some water, some real things that would make a difference, not an extravagant amount, but enough that it could help them make it through that day. And so whenever we would see a person, we would just hand them a bag. And so it was really neat. Pretty soon we'd be driving along the person would be on the opposite side of the street and the kids would be like, turn around, turn around. Oh my goodness. We want to go back. And it became this really neat thing where they got passionate about packing the bags. Mm. They loved when they found a person and it just made a difference. And it was so simple and it was such a fun family connected thing Mm -hmm. that that was one of the ways we started to give back. I'm fortunate that my Kids have gone through a middle school where they have a unified program, and it's really connected them to students with disability and special needs. They've been peer helpers. They'll pick up, my oldest daughter is in high school, and she'll pick up a special needs boy in our neighborhood and take him to the unified events. And it's just a part of, they've gone to in a group together to prom. And it's just, I think when you talk about it, when they catch it from you as a family, I think that's when it becomes sticky for them because they see the difference it makes in you. They see how it changes you, honestly, for the better. And do you feel or do you see one of your daughter's kind of getting this hunger more at a bigger level. You know, every person is wired different. One of my daughters happens to just really have this very tender, compassionate heart. And so I see how everything that she describes often has how someone felt or how she felt or the difference. And so just Thinking and watching something like that, you feel like I have no idea where she's going to land, but I feel like that's the heart Mm -hmm. that really thrives in that environment that I want to be a social millionaire (laughs) where I want to see that I've changed millions of lives versus made millions of dollars. Right. 
Right. I have a daughter just like that too. Yeah. (laughs) It's so unique. And it's, you know, it's not that your other children don't feel that way. It's just sometimes you see it's really different in people and how they engage in it. You know, and I did take my son on a mission with me, a hearing mission, and I'm looking into getting him into a program here um, that actually has four years that you commit to philanthropic environments, giving back and learning about different things. And so I'm hoping he can get into that because I feel like Fort Collins just has so much opportunity, which also brings me to the point of, I love Otter Cares Foundation because it's here in Fort Collins and so is Otterbox. And like you're telling me stories about Lopez Elementary and I know that you don't just do it and these resources aren't just used for local elementaries, but probably national as well. Do you have efforts dedicated to get this out a little bit more on a national or global level than locally. Right. How we started in terms of our foundation history really in that first 10 years was really targeted. When you're a foundation, you can do a lot of things. You can go wide and not as deep, or you can go deeper and really pinpoint your geographic area. So for us, our geographic area in the first 10 years of existence has really been Northern Colorado, so Larimer Weld County, and then San Diego, because we do have an office in San Diego, our LifeProof office. And we have an office in Ireland. We have an office in um, Hong Kong as well. And so we've targeted from a U.S. perspective just in the San Diego and the, you know, Northern Colorado area. But visioning forward as we hit our 10th anniversary, We're in process of sort of looking at that. But again, it kind of comes back to creating impact. Really, you can do it a lot of ways. And I think it's been intentional to say, we're going to dive in strong, deep, hard in this area and really be transformative as opposed to just sprinkling things and just trying to make a lot of impact, but not seeing the deepness and the richness and the transformation. Yeah, I like that analogy a lot. That explains it a lot to different people who are getting involved in nonprofits. Right. So I like that analogy. Hey friends, this is Charles with NOCO FM, the podcast network and streaming radio station dedicated to creating diverse shows just like this one and the numerous others that we help produce. We hope you'll consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, which helps us pay our hosts, produce more shows, and allows us to give back to nonprofits in Northern Colorado. Not only do you become part of our community, but giving also gets you access to an incredible selection of exclusive content from all of our creators, starting at just $2 a month. To get started now, just visit noco.fm slash patron and sign up. Once again, that's N-O-C-O dot F-M slash patron. Hope you have a fantastic start to 2019. We've got some big things coming your way. Now, back to the show. Tell me a little bit more about, it sounds like the foundation itself gives a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And you provide grants and you provide opportunities Mm -hmm. and you help other nonprofits in our community. But if somebody wanted to get involved Mm -hmm. with 
the Outer Cares Foundation, what can they do if it's their time, talent, or treasures? The biggest thing for us, a couple ways people can connect to us. So we're a private foundation. We don't solicit funds. That's not how we're established on a tax basis. We're not that private charity that's hoping to raise funds because we're corporately fed. But I think what we would love for people to do is just like we're trying to inspire in our employees, just like we're trying to inspire in that K through 12 space, we would love for people to connect to their passion and go out and make a difference in the space that they are and transform a school, a nonprofit, mentor, a leader, whatever it is for them that really connects to them. For us, if people joined us in that way, that's our end goal. I mean, that's the type of impact we want to make. If you're a business owner, one of the things that we do as a company, and we just did this on the 21st of February, our entire company shut down, distribution centers, every piece of us from the janitor to our CEO went out and volunteered in our communities for eight hours that day. And so we really tried to make it specific to schools and nonprofits where we could really impact and mentor and connect to the youth that are are around us and really tried to make a difference that way. And a lot of those places are places we've actually given grant funds to. And so sometimes it was connecting the talent of our employees in that day to the needs of that particular organization related to grants, like it might be one of our engineers that could guide them on how to bring this to life, or it could be a different aspect. But what we love about that is our goal on that day is to say, hey, we can be a company that focuses on how much we do in regard to product. But when our mission is we grow to give, what we're saying is we grow to give of ourselves, to make a difference, to leave our communities and the people that lead our nonprofits and schools and things like that in a better place. And so for us, what we would love is people to join in that, take a day and really whatever it is that your organization is passionate about, transform that space. And you had a name for that day. Right. It's called Close to Open. So we're closing our doors to open our hearts. Got it. And was that the first time you did that? This is the third year the we've third done year. it. Okay. Is it on a particular day every year, like the same day every year? It typically falls for us on a February date, and it's usually one of the middle two weeks. It kind of relates to how we can best engage all of our 1,200 employees on that day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's we've carved it out specifically kind of around that time frame, one, because it works for all aspects of our employees. And then on the second side of it, it's also sort of that month of heart, right? We think about Valentine's Day, and we think about our hearts, and there's a lot of feeling that way. And so for us, it just really centers on, we want to close our doors and this is how we want to open our hearts. This is, it's for us, it's kind of, hey, let's get away from the commercial piece of Valentine's Day and Mm -hmm. let's open our hearts in a different way to make a difference. And I can see it even going bigger if that was sort of a day that was kind of set in stone, which it sounds like because it's the third time you did that. And I saw it on Facebook, on social media. I saw a lot of people getting involved. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I didn't know if it was something that you pushed out nationally to just use the hashtag closed to open, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I'm just thinking of when they had World Dance Day or mm-hmm. National Dance Day or something. Right. And there was a dance routine that was taught and everybody went out and learned it. And then you put it up and you'd hashtag it. I can totally see how it could be where it surrounds by an idea. It's surrounded by an idea that Otterbox or Otter Cares had started. And just by using that hashtag on that same day, I feel like there'd be so much good energy on that day if we all did it on that same day. Too. Right. And so this year, we actually on our Otterbox and our LifeProof sites had a consumer call to action. So we opened the doors for anybody anywhere to say, hey, I want to pledge my hours on this day. I want to join in with what your company's doing. And I want to pledge my hours to give my time, talent, treasure and make a difference and create impact. And so locally, we had about 41 businesses join us. So for example, Lululemon hosted two yoga classes and people donated as they were in there instead of, you know, actually paying for the class. The donation went to, I think, Vets for Life. Snooze created a special pancake for Boys and Girls Club, and all the sales went there. So for us, it's about inspiring people to say, what is it the thing that you are running hard toward, whether it's an individual or a corporation or a small business? make a difference, take a day to make a difference, you know, and transform not only our community, but you'll find it really transforms your employees. It is one of the favorite days for our employees and the stories and the richness that you get back from them really allows them to come back into that workspace and be a whole different level worker. Absolutely. Can you share maybe a story or two of something that you remember just working with this organization that may have impacted you or that you'll remember? Yeah, I think one of the things that has really happened, and I think there's so many good stories. We have one of the grantees that we gave a grant to is an agency that works with kids that are aging out of foster care. And so there was a young man who just never really fit in school, didn't get good grades, but at one point ended up in a cooking class, probably because there was nothing else for him to fall into and somebody plugged him into it. Well, he gets an A plus in the class. Mm -hmm. And so just watching that someone saw that and plugged him into another class with cooking and an agency that he happened to be connected with reached out to us to say, hey, this kid is really passionate about this, has this big idea of starting his own private chef business. And this is a kid who was autistic, a kid who was left by his mom at age 16 has no family. I mean, he's just a really kid with some life circumstances that are challenging. And so we were able to give him a grant to go to culinary school and kind of seed start this dream. And it's really interesting to see the transformation in him and to see that story come to life. And just for me to watch it, for our employees to be a part of that, It's really interesting how transformative it was for them to see that. And then other ways that I think it's really neat to see is for me, the difference in the kind of company that we work for in the sense of it's been transformational for me. There's a lot of companies that say they want to make a difference, but when you put 
grant money out to something and then you take your people asset and you connect it to it, there's sort of this social capital effect, right? You know, that volunteer time into that grant multiplies it. The skills and talents of those employees multiply it. And we've had several opportunities. One of them is Preston Elementary has an engineering brightness program. And it kind of started with some kids there. This was a while back that said, hmm, there are kids around the country that don't have light when the sun goes down. They can't do their homework like me, right? And so these kids had this idea, what if we were able to give them light somehow, right? What if we could create that for them or give them that and make a difference that way? So it went through this process where you just wanted the kids to figure that out. How would you do that? What would that look like? And so they're fumbling around, they're making all kinds of mistakes. It's beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And as they fumble and stumble and they're being guided by these teachers, this big idea comes out where they start to 3D print things that actually can be put together to create a lantern. But then they didn't know how to create the circuitry. So some of the otter engineers would go in and volunteer their skills of, hey, here's the laws behind how electrical engineering works. So the kids were learning these things, right? And the otters felt so power, you know, these people were giving them themselves where they felt powerful, like, gosh, this is what I know, this is what I do every day. And so then the kids were super excited because they were learning something, they got to see these differing job skills, all those pieces, and they started to see the transformation of their product. Those products started to be shipped into South America, Guatemala, wow. different places. And so, you know, you you watch it all of a sudden go from this just little idea that kids had, hey, how do we make a difference for these kids that don't have an opportunity to have light like I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they are on their 25th iteration of Lantern. I oh mean, and, and you know, an iteration sometimes is a failure, right? right and so right. You, you're always failing forward to this product. Yep. And they would Skype with the kids in Guatemala and this, the kids oh. would say, well, the problem is I have to ride my bike at dark too, not just do my homework. And so then they figured out, well, how can we make it so it's strap onto their bike? Mm-hmm. Or they would say, my brother and I are on opposite sides of the table, but the light only shines his direction, not my... And so they, you see how all of a sudden these lanterns are transforming and a really... N- neat ending to the story is, so this group of students came in and worked with our electrical engineers, our mechanical engineers, and our design engineers, and together went through this prototyping processes in our company of how you design new product, things like that. And the kids actually came up with this really neat idea to transform their next iteration of Lantern. It is now has a patent to it. Oh my God. And their oh ability gosh. to replicate it has grown exponentially. So just all the things that have come out of that. And so for me, it's just watching all of that come together where it's just a little an idea in an, a middle school that has now become this global thing. Wow. But there's so many connections to it. Mm-hmm. It's the kids learning. It's the volunteers that feel that difference they're making. It's just the whole package and how it's impacted people globally. And I agree because 
With all of these stories and how you hear how people are impacted, you tend to focus on like, let's say with that story, you know, people can tend to focus on the kids like, oh my gosh, this is middle schoolers and they had access to this and they're not going to forget that for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a real life story where they made changes. I can't believe they got a patent. And then, so you're, you're focused on the kids, right. but as I'm sitting here, I'm also thinking, oh my gosh, you're engineers. You know, here are people who right. have gone to school, they've got their degree, they think, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm an engineer. I figure things out and I solve problems and things. And I'm sitting here thinking, they probably never thought that using what they do because it comes so easy to them, mm-hmm. can actually help others and give back and give these kids that experience that they will never forget for their lifetime. And right. like you said, there's so many connections, there's so many people learning in that process that it, it's a beautiful thing. It is. <laughs> and so a part of our grant process is really getting to know that grantee and what are the challenges that they're facing. And the really, again, the great part about that is we can look through a thousand employees and say, who has that area of brilliance? Who can we interject into this grant so it reaches its maximum impact? Again, our whole goal is social impact for kids, right? We want to, we want these kids to feel the empowerment. And sometimes it's the things that the grant opportunity creates that are different for them in school. Sometimes kids don't always connect well to school or whatever it is, but the opportunity in those environments where they feel valued and have a voice and it's just, it's a different experience. And so it's a way sometimes that kids that normally don't feel that value or voice all of a sudden are interjected in in a different way and can have a chance to be inspired and come to life. What else do you want to share about the foundation itself? Is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you might want to get out there? You know, for me, I think the bottom line is the foundation was established with a really different vision, not a vision to say we want to be loud and proud with what we do, but we just want to make a difference because it's the right thing to do, because we know in our heart that it's the right thing to do. And it's really something that we should all think of as something that is a part of us, you know, and I think that's the unique piece for me. You won't see that being advertised. That's just not a part of how we were founded. It's really about, you know, we want to see those people transform, those kids becoming that next generation being really inspired to be difference makers and be those people that really are committed to giving back because that's how they're wired. We know the difference in what the future looks like as opposed to if they're they're really just focused on themselves mm-hmm. and their needs and problems. And if we can teach them when they're young to look around and see someone else's need, but then feel what it feels like to make a difference, we know they're going to be hooked. We know that that's going to be something that they don't forget for yeah, the rest I of their totally life. I totally agree. I totally agree. Are there any words of wisdom from you to spark that interest and to get somebody, whether it's a kid all the way up to adult, I mean, Mm because you work with your employees as well, to just get out there and give back. I think one thing that I think is really important is 
first of all, don't judge a book by its cover. I think sometimes we look at people and we assess the value they can bring based on maybe that first impression. And it has been so fun for me to look at 1,200 people and just enjoy the surprise of the difference that people can make regardless. And I think I think it's so important to understand that because we all have these unique things about us and they all connect to some differing things that are out there as problems. And sometimes when people actually connect into that thing that they're really passionate about, that really fills their heart, it is amazing the outcome that happens. And so for me, I think that's one of the observations that I've had is when you have a student, you really have to, I think the most important thing is figure out, they may seem like a square peg in a round hole. I think there's a lot of times that happens, but when you really take the time with kids to say, what do they see? Not what do you want them to be, but what is inside of them that they're passionate about? And then you connect them to the things in that passion, maybe the needs or for example, our founding, you know, Kurt was a kid that was your C student. He didn't like school. He was a square peg in a round hole. But when he got into an environment where he could make things with his hands, it was totally different than he wanted to know math. He wanted to know all that stuff. And so it was like when he connected to his passion, the difference began. And I think it's that. It's that piece of that's time. That's effort. That's not a microwave. That is an investment of time and talents and resources to make that happen. And so for us, that's the thing we want people to reflect on. It's, you know, you really, when people connect to what they're passionate about, they are different people emotionally in terms of their drive and engagement gives them purpose and value. And I think that's the bottom line. We see it with the students we inspire. We see it with the employees. It's really transformative. Well, thank you for joining me Absolutely. and appreciated the time. And it yeah, helped me thanks. understand a little bit more about what the foundation does. And hopefully it'll get it out there too, to yeah. other people. Absolutely. Who are so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World, and thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bring diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This has been a production of NOCO FM. 